good day and welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today? Is it gripped firmly to the unshakable rock of Holy Scripture? Thank you so much for being part of the podcast today. And hopefully this is a passage that will cause you to think on a topic that maybe you've not dwelt on very much of late. And a matter of fact, I think probably most believers have not done so. Uh, our scripture reading and our reading through the Bible for the year has recently had us completing the book of Deuteronomy, that fifth book of Moses in the Old Testament. And there was a familiar verse that came across my reading when I read it, and I thought this would make a good reminder um, epi- uh, podcast uh, for the uh, for holding fast. And so I wanted to turn my attention towards it today. I remember back when I was in high school, I had a high school uh, teacher that uh, was um, a literature teacher, actually, an English class that was uh, big on exposing us to all different genres of literature and reading all kinds of books. And one of the sermons that was influential in colonial America was a sermon that was preached by a man named Jonathan Edwards. He preached it on July 8th in 1741. The Great Awakening was running through New England People were being exposed to the Bible. The Holy Spirit was moving. Souls were being saved. I mean, it transformed the entire face of the Christian uh, the Christian circles here in New England. And uh, Jonathan Edwards was used greatly to do this. He preached this sermon in Enfield, Connecticut, so long ago. Uh, by all personal accounts of people that were there, it was genuinely an earth-shaking sermon. Jonathan Edwards was not one of these what you would call dynamic, uh, uh, running up and down the pulpit, uh, uh, the platform, excuse me, and 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 just uh, a real charismatic personality. In fact, uh, historians tell us that all the time that he preached this sermon, as in other times that he would preach, he would have a manuscript sermon in front of his. Uh, eyes, and because his eyesight was not really that great, he would hold it up and on, on the paper with his left hand and lean his left elbow on the pulpit itself and read almost um, 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 in a way that um, was not real dramatic. Let me just put it that way. It was monotone. And uh, But yet, yeah, that's just a further evidence that the Holy Spirit was working in the lives of of colonial American people that had been accustomed to a external religion, but internally they were far from God. They were much like Jesus described the Pharisees and the the scribes that on the outward look they had they were like whitewashed tombs, but in the inside they were full of dead men's bones. And so Jonathan Edwards comes to a people that are characterized by going to church, but they have no true authentic relationship with God. Uh, their, Their warmth and their fervency and their trust in him was just relegated to outward things that they did and outward social norms of the day. So Jonathan Edwards begins to preach. And he preached a very famous sermon that even uh, uh, affected my own thinking and my own life. And it is a topic that you don't hear from many pulpits these days. People consider this to be one of those hellfire brimstone preachers and sermons. And it is indeed that. If you read it, it's very stark in the way that he preached it. And the name of the sermon was Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God by Jonathan Edwards. And in that sermon, the concepts of sin and the wrath of God 
are really brought home to the people that were there. In fact, it was so moving that the invitation to respond to the call to repent went on all night long till the wee hours of the next morning. People were so convicted over their rebellion and disobedience to God that they were holding on to the pillars that held up the church roof itself, crying out for Pastor Edwards to please stop lest God take them right at that moment. Well, we've lost a lot of that in our understanding of our walk with God, have we not, folks? I mean, the reality is the need for brokenness and genuine repentance is something that's unfamiliar to a lot of people that attend churches these days. Uh, How does God feel towards sinners? What will be their punishment? That's not a new sermon topic. I think it's still relevant, and it needs to be preached today. Edwards stood in the pulpit, and the words that he preached uh, were from his heart to every listener in that church. The words of his sermon, even though they ended centuries ago, when you reread them, it really brings out once again his his fire, his righteous indignation against sin, which every now and then God raises up in a generation a man that's going to stand for what's right, and he's going to preach and tell people how it really is. And his whole purpose in that message was to impress on his hearers that God's real, hell is hot, eternity is forever. It's something that people try to pass off today as being the ravings of just some religious crazy guy. But folks, I'm here to tell you today that it's real. Jonathan Edwards simply wanted sinners to repent because that's what God wants. And so he reminded the believers that were there about the danger of backsliding and increase their faithfulness to God because that was a very real problem. Well, The keynote of the sermon is taken from a passage that was read today in Bible reading in the schedule, and it's taken from Deuteronomy chapter 32 and verse 35. The Bible says this, To me belongeth vengeance and recompense. Their foot shall slide in due time, for the day of their calamity is at hand, and the things that shall come upon them make haste. That was Pastor Edwards' text that he took for the day. And it comes in a section of Deuteronomy where Moses is really warning the Israelite people. He is assuring them that that judgment is coming and that it is only because of God's patience that their calamity has not happened. But he says their foot will slide in due time. It's a point well taken even today. If we think God was patient back then, boy, how much patient, how much more patient he is even today. And so that's his whole premise. Their foot shall slide. It was a warning. It was a prophecy of what's about to come. Uh, that the sins of men are what alienate us from, from an almighty God. And those unrepentant sins, those obstinate, unrepentant sins are what will damn your soul to hell. It will literally do that. And so Jonathan Edwards took great pains to use this graphic imagery that he painted. He would paint pictures of the condition of the people that were hearing him that day in order to warn the sinful and the rebellious uh, about their own sins and transgressions and just calling them out to repent. So his sermon comes from a man who was genuinely moved by a concern that was grounded in the scripture itself. He uses 
this imagery, for instance, he compares a person's ability for self-salvation as, quote, a spider's web would have to stop a falling rock. Uh, there are other allusions in his graphic uh, speech that he'd used in the sermon. Quote, the earth would not bear you up for one moment, for you are a burden to it. He goes on to draw a very interesting illustration by saying, avail you no more to keep you from falling. The, your abilities, in other words, uh, have no ability to keep you from falling than the thin air to hold up a person that is suspended in it. Um that we all hang by that spider's web, and it is only by the gracious mercy and patience of God that our damnation and judgment uh, does not fall immediately. And so he, he pleads with the people that night, have a life that is right with God. Don't wait stubbornly. Don't plan for another day. Don't look and say, well, I've got these things I need to do. I'll wait. And then when I'm, when I'm ready, then I'll go. He said in a sermon, he said, your damnation does not slumber. It will come swiftly and in all probability, very suddenly upon many of you. Matter of fact, Edwards asked the compelling question, it's where I got the title for the podcast today. Quote, why are you not already in hell? <laughs> what a question that is. I mean, why have you not gone to hell? That wasn't a hurry up to the slowpokes, but he was trying to convince listeners that if it were not for the patient grace of Almighty God, you would already be in hell. And that's what God's giving you time to do now. Psalm 90 and verse 11, Edwards quotes a, a verse that's still relevant. He said, who knoweth the power of God's anger? So this sermon is an impassioned plea in 1741, and it's an impassioned plea in 2023 to listen to the word of God. Uh, Edwards believed that a man had a cognitive choice when it came to God that you are a free moral agent to accept God or reject him and be damned. Uh, and he so he ends with this plea, quote, Therefore, let everyone that is out of Christ now awake and fly from the wrath to come. Haste and escape for your lives. Look not behind you. Escape to the mountain, lest you be consumed. Second Peter 3, 9, the Bible says the Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as some men count slackness, but suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But, but when? Edward said, when, O vile man of sin, will you repent? When will you get your heart and life right with God? If not now, when? You have heard the wonderful gospel of glory. Do you believe that Jesus is the only begotten Son of God? Do you come repenting of past sins, confessing that Jesus is the Son of God, to be baptized in a watery grave to arise and, and walk in newness of life? Well, uh, repentant saints, come to the Lord today. If you're not a child of the living God, in due time your step will slide. Why don't you give your life today because tomorrow may be too late. And if you say, well, I have things to do, uh, you don't have anything more important than this. I'll tell you that now. We're not guaranteed our next breath. So let's run to Christ and find mercy to help in time of need. God bless you today. Walk with Christ. 
Uh, seek Him out. Ask His forgiveness. And begin an obedient life of service to the Lord.